Hello and welcome to the Backcheck the Hockey History podcast where we consider players' cases for the Hockey Hall of Fame. My name is Riley and I'm with Bill. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing alright, thanks. And today we are doing the class of 1999, which is fitting that it is 99, Wayne Gretzky, by himself. Uh, inducted, the, the three-year waiting period was waived, which makes sense, um, both because he could he could retire or get inducted in the same year as his number, and also because it's Wayne Gretzky. Um, we we have just an avalanche of uh, statistics. We have five and a half pages of notes on what he's done. Um, I think we'll probably just skim through it as we go. And I think because of Gretzky, everybody knows lots of stuff about Gretzky. The question is for us today, not so much, obviously, if there's anybody who belongs in the Hockey Hall of Fame, it's Wayne Gretzky. But both Bill and I have said before, I think both of us have said multiple times that we are both uh, believers in Bobby Orr being the greatest player of all time. So and the big question is, are we going to change our minds as we go through this? Um, and uh, and where, I mean, is Wayne Gretzky the best forward of all time if he is not the best player of all time? Um so to start, he played from uh, 79 to 99, though his first season was in the WHA, famously. He played as an underager. He is, of course, he's first in everything. <laughs> he's, first, <laughs> he's first in goals by over 93, uh, by 93. He's first in assists by over 700, which is, uh, like, some players have 700 points in their career, not assists. Um, and then he's first in points by nearly 1,000, which is just you know, insane. Um, he's only fourth in plus minus though. So take that one. Gretzky. <laughs> and he's only 18, but he's 18th in games played, which just gives you a te- an idea of how prolific he was that he's first in everything, but he's 18th in games played. And he is uh, first in uh, point shares all time. Hockey hockey references, uh, you know, way of determining value, regular season value. And he is uh, the career leader in offensive point shares as well. And he's ahead by nearly 40, which is like the career of a decent NHL forward. Like yeah. you're not going in the Hall of Fame with 40 offensive point shares probably, but you're, you had a pretty good career. And he's, he's that's how far he is at a second place. Who I think yeah, there was, was a, there's a really goofy out. stat there when you, you mentioned how many games he's played. It's only 1487. Yeah. Um, but he's got, you know, about 2,800 points, maybe even 2,900. Yeah. Um, Almost <laughs> There's a goofy yeah. stat that if he played another 10 seasons, he would still have been a point-per-game player without scoring any <laughs> Without points. scoring another point. <laughs> <laughs> he had just, like, accumulated games by sitting on the bench and still would have been a point a game. <laughs> that is just preposterous. Yeah. Um, per game-wise, he is not first in everything. He's first in most things. Uh, he's seventh all-time in goals per game. But he did hold that hold that record from 82 to, 8, to 90 when he was passed by uh, Lemieux, I believe, at that point, and also eventually uh, Ovechkin. Um, and uh, actually, some of the uh, he also just he dropped himself down, right? Because he kept scoring at a lower clip, and I think most of the guys ahead of him, if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, are like. Um, either original six or pre-original six guys. Um, well, he, he passed, um, he passed bossy. Um, and then sort of took himself further yeah. down the list. So he was number one. And then whether it's a function of age or just the way that he started playing the game where he was just sort of an assist machine and scored a lot less, or, you know, after he had that back injury, maybe he wasn't, uh, he didn't quite have the same shot he used to have. Yeah. Um, or, or just, you know, the game tightened up a little bit uh, defensively and a lot more clutching and grabbing. And, you know, Wayne Gretzky, uh, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of insulting. Most people look at him and just go like, a strong breeze could knock that over. That's not true. He was strong yeah. enough to stay on his skates, uh, you know. Um, but, it, you know, he, I think as the game got more and more physical, that's less his brand of hockey. Like, he was never yeah. going to drive to the net and take three guys with him and score. So yeah. maybe that affected his goal scoring a little bit more. But still, yeah, yeah. like... If you just consider, you know, let's just say that back injury had been career ending and he didn't keep playing for another, you know, six, seven years after that, uh, you know, he's probably still the uh, the goals per game uh, yeah. champ there. Absolutely. Um, but I think I think it's bossy one, the new 
to think of Vetchkin's now three, but he may have he may have caught Lemieux. I don't know. I, I can uh, I can pull it up if I just and then I, and then I think it's Bury. So, uh, but yeah, Gretzky dropped himself down by not no longer being a goal scoring machine. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's you were right about the first two. It's Bossy, Lemieux, Cy Denny, Babe Die, Bure, Ovechkin, Gretzky. Okay. Yeah. So. So yeah, two guys from the twenties. Yeah, I, I usually don't count those. Yeah. You know, well, they, they scored. They actually scoring. scored enough to qualify for the leaderboard, which is rare because most players from the twenties didn't. Because the leaderboard yeah. for Hockey Reference is, uh, in case anyone cares, it's two hundred goals for goals per game, three hundred assists for assists per game, and five hundred points for points per game. Speaking of assists per game, he is first, of course, and it's worth noting that he is ahead of Lemieux, who is in second by point two assists per game, um, which usually people are closer. It's usually like. Point zero something or point zero zero something between places, and then of course he's also first in points per game. Uh, his this, ice uh, time. I, I think I told you this. I, I think I told you last time this goofy stat where if you just take Gretzky's assists, he's yeah. still he's still the leading point scorer in NHL history. Yes. <laughs> like nobody's caught his assist mark. So yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's ridiculous. Well, yeah, nineteen nineteen hundred sixty three assists, which I didn't say out loud, is is preposterous. Um, it's more, it's more, he has much assist than he has, like he's assist per game and a half, right? Basically yeah. almost, almost, um, he, he, his ice time was tracked only in the last season of his career, but he was averaging 21 minutes a game in 99 when he was old. So who the hell knows? I don't know what he was playing in the eighties, but he's probably playing a lot. Um, he was famously undrafted. Uh, there's no point in us seeing where he ranks among all undrafted players ever because it's one. Yeah. And I wrote a, I wrote a note when it said got to era. I said, "Come on, it's Gretzky. We don't need to know how he compares to his era." Because that's <laughs> very true. His 82 game average is 145 points <laughs> plus 29, and that is his career 82 game wow. average. Uh, his three year peak from 83 to 86 is 220 points and i i guess i forgot to calculate the plus minus but it would have been like plus 100 or plus that's crazy. 80 or something yeah, some people are probably saying how is that possible his record is 215 points but they they only used to play 80 games yes yes that. and so, so i did missing a, two more games <laughs> yeah I, I i should have actually done an 80 game average i i did this a long time ago yeah, that's uh, okay i was i was just looking at the stuff before and i I, yeah. I that was the first time i've actually noticed like oh my god it was only 80 games they scored 215 points <laughs> yeah it's, it's ridiculous um so uh playoffs uh you'll be shocked to learn that gretzky is first in just about everything he is first in goals he is first in assists by almost 80 assists ahead of uh paul coffee or somebody like that and he is first in points by Messier, ahead of Messier, I think it is, uh, by almost 100 points in the playoffs as well. And he's only 16th in, in playoff games played. So that's 382 points in 208 games. That is a lot. Again, he has more assists than total games he played. 260 assists, 208 games played. He is uh, sixth all-time in goals per game in the playoffs. Terrible. Um but he held the record again, like Bill was saying. Prior to him getting hurt, he, he held the record for a while from '87 to '91. But then, of course, he he had to be a little careful. Um, but he's first in playoff assists per game by over 0.3 assists per game, which is crazy. And he's first in points per game um, by over 0.2 points per game. Again, it's kind of insane. And I didn't figure out his playoff era because, of course, he's first. Um, the adjustment for era is like the place in which he like starts looking uh just like a tiny bit human just the tiniest bit human <laughs> he is third all-time in goals and that's behind gordy howe and yarmy Yager. uh but he's first in assists and first and this is the hockey reference adjustment we're going to talk about the other adjustment in a second um the adjustment per era knocks him down nine points per 82 games down to a paltry 136 points which is just terrible My God. Um, yeah he is first all-time in adjusted assists per game but he's only third all-time in adjusted points per game and he's not even in the top 25 in assist uh, adjusted goals per game unless you raise the game's qualifier to 820 and then he's 14th but then he's with that game's qualifier he's first all-time in adjusted points per game 
And if you raise it to 1,230 games or, or 15 seasons, he's fifth all-time in goals per game as well. Um, so the longer you you make the quali- games played qualifier, the better he looks, obviously, um, up to a certain point. Uh, but he's, you know, I mean, the thing about the adju- that hockey reference adjustment for error, as we talked about many times, is it favors guys in the 20s. And the other adjustment forever, the hockey history forum on hockey's future, favors the 30s and 40s. And that also paints him as not, not exactly the best player of all time. He's fifth in goals for them there. He's first in assists, second in points behind Gordy Howe. Um, per game, he's fourth in adjusted assists per game and 11th in points per game. But of course, if you raise a qualifier to a certain number of games played, like 820, he bumps up to first in those things. Um, so it's I don't know what to make of either of those things, in part because... I know for a fact, like I, I, I like the air adjustments. That's why I include them. Cause I think it gives us some context, but it's also like both of these adjustments favor a particular era over all other eras. And both of those eras were way before you and I were born. Yeah. And the game was in the case of the twenties in particular, the game was extraordinarily different. Um, and it's just really hard to like, take it too seriously to look at it and be like, okay, well this is saying he's no longer the best player of all time. And it's like, well, Okay, but like I'm pretty sure the versus X adjustment for error says Brian Hextall is like the best player of all time or something like yeah. that. Yeah. By yeah. game basis. So it's like uh pretty sure nobody actually thinks that. Um there's probably one person somewhere. <laughs> Brian Hextall the <III>. third. <laughs> um, so we have two trades to talk about. One of them is possibly the most infamous hockey trade in history, if not or second, depending on your view of the Lindros trade, I guess. Um, and that is when it, it, it might be the most infamous sports trade of all time period. Yeah. There's a documentary about it. You can watch it on, uh, 30 for 30. It's okay. Um, there are much better 30 for 30s than that one. Um, so infamously the Oilers, uh, at the height of their powers, having won four cups decided they didn't want to win any more cups. They still won another one, but they decided they wanted to win no more. Um, and uh, they traded uh, Gretzky at 27 with Mike Kruselinski, who was uh, Kruselinski. I always do that. Um, it was 28 and Martin McSorley to protect Gretzky, who was only 25, to Jimmy Car- uh, to L.A. for Jimmy Carson, who was 20. A very, very young Martin Jelena, 18. And then uh, a bunch of picks, one of whom was Jason Miller, one of whom was Martin Roshinsky. And one of whom was nobody. And then, of course, what was it, $15 million or some amount of money? It was $15 million. Yeah, and it's the, the only reason they traded Gretzky was because Pocklington needed the money so badly. All mm-hmm. of his other businesses were sort of really not doing well. And it sort of explains a, a lot of the other Oiler Hall of Famers when we talked about them all heading over to the Rangers and stuff. It's like he just couldn't yeah. afford to pay them anymore. His, yeah. his other businesses were doing so badly. Um and it's worth noting for, you know, younger hockey fans who might be listening to this that, you know, back in the old days when you owned an NHL team, you didn't always make a profit. <laughs> like it yeah. wasn't, there were no big TV deals. Like sometimes you ran the team at a loss and it's just because you were rich enough and loved hockey that you could afford to own that team. Um, yeah. But unless you had, you know, unless your businesses were all doing extremely well so that you could use the profits from that to fund your hockey team. It was almost like, uh, you know, building yourself a statue or slapping your name on a big hotel. Yeah. Um, you know, like it was sort of like a vanity project almost. And I, I, there are people who would argue were, it still is. It's just. Oh, yeah. A lot of people well, don't I mean, feel look that at, way. Uh, you know, Eugene Melnick in Ottawa, right? Like he's yeah. famously penny pinching. It's like he can barely afford to be an owner because they don't have massive TV deals and stuff. Yeah. And Ottawa's built their arena way up in the middle of nowhere, um, which is actually a very nice arena, but it's really hard to get to. And it's really annoying to get out of there. Um, it, yeah. It's, it's a, in the middle of nowhere. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's, it's one of those things too, like, you know, like for, for every, you know, for every Mike Illich who, you know, if you know, anybody doesn't know is the little Caesars pizza guy. Um, if you didn't have a massive business like that, being able to be like an owner who could afford to keep up with the rising salaries and the costs associated with running an NHL team, teams changed owners quite a bit in the, uh, in the eighties and nineties. So um, yeah. it's kind of a different landscape from now. Um, so as a, as a hockey deal, it was of course terrible, but it actually somehow worked out for the Oilers anyway. And they went on and won a cup, which no one thought was going to happen. Um, you know, because of uh, the players they still had and, um, 
I don't even know if, if Jimmy Carson was still on the team when they won. I don't think so, right? He got moved on pretty quickly, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he get moved to Detroit? Yeah, he got moved to Detroit, and it was... But I was just trying to check whether it was before or after they won the Cup, and it was... Uh, um, it looks like it was after, or he didn't play? Oh, no, he got traded that, that season. Oh, that sucks for him. He got traded to Detroit <laughs> in that season that they won the Cup. Um, and, of course, Jimmy Carson had ridiculous expectations put on him, which were totally unfair. Yeah. Uh, and he, he had like it was back in the 80s when like you could be 19 and score 100 points in a season um, yeah <laughs> uh, which he did twice and though I guess the second time he's 20 um, but like somehow the fact that Edmonton won another cup after that is kind of insane because it, it, it does feel like you know it's very much feels like the end of an era and like they got back like you know not Wayne Gretzky for it yeah well, it's, it's 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 like um, it'd be like the Penguins winning the cup without Crosby, you know, when like Crosby yeah. gets hurt and Malkin sort of takes over and is, you know, you realize, you know, sort of like Messier did. It's like you play Messier with Curry, they still score a lot of points. Like it's not Gretzky yeah. level points, but it's still points. Yeah. So, um, you know, they still had the horses, right? And then all those guys yeah. had the playoff experience, and uh, you know, yeah. they got they got really good goaltending that year, and you know, that's sometimes that's all it takes. But uh, it was. It almost feels like um, like the last time that Chicago won the cup in 2015, where it's like this is the last time this group of guys is going to get it done together. And yeah. you know, you know, Seabrook was sort of like a shell of his former self. And if they hadn't had extra days off between games where they could, you know, place Duncan Keith in an oxygen tent to somehow let him play 35 minutes a night, then you know, a couple of days later again. Uh, they would have been knocked out, right? Like it's like I I don't remember that Oilers run very well, but I sort of remember people people sort of like, wow, can they do it without Gretzky? Because then it's like the ultimate team win sort of thing. Um, so I, I do sort of remember that that sort of vibe being around. You know, can they get it done without Gretzky? And turns out they they totally could. Um, yeah. Just you know, they probably wouldn't have won five without Gretzky, but they might have won a couple. They were still you know that good of a team, but. Maybe maybe if the Gretzky isn't there, maybe then you know the Flames and Oilers are sort of always splitting those cups, so maybe they'd have like three each or something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's impossible to know. Um, and I mean, Gretzky did, of course, go to a, a final afterwards. Yes. Um, he did. So we have one other trade, and it's a weird one, and it was very much his contract was ending, and I guess LA thought he wasn't going to resign. Um. They traded him to St. Louis to the crazy All Hall of Famer St. Louis Blues team that year that didn't win anything. Um, yeah, for one of the best teams to not win a cup. Yeah, I mean, it, certainly in terms of talent. Um, yeah. For Craig Johnson, Patrice Tardif, Roman Vopat, uh, and multiple picks. So they. Uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, old Gretzky is not going to fetch. A king's ransom. Well, it's because they knew they but, they knew he wasn't signed past that yeah. year too, right? Yeah, and he was, uh, he and was and a rental. Yeah, he commanded a hefty paycheck at that time for the NHL. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it's just uh, you know they they didn't get a lot back, but it's not really a surprise. Um, briefly, we'll talk about his WHA stuff. He he had one season in the WHA where he scored 110 points in I don't know how many games it was. Not you know. 70 something uh where i'm just trying to find it um oh 80 games so paltry 110 points in 80 games um and he uh oh well i guess we'll talk about what he won but there was also it's interesting there was also a a massive trade in the wha that helped seal you know you could argue, and I don't know if this is true or not, but you could argue that all the other things Edmonton did in the early 80s to acquire Paul Coffey, Mark Messier, Glenn Anderson, Gary Curry, etc., might not have been enough had they not got Gretzky in a trade in November 1978, for which they gave up um, Eddie Mio, Peter Driscoll, and $700,000. And it's a deal that nobody talks about because it happened in the WJ. but like you know these are it was because he because uh gretzky signed with indianapolis that's right edmonton um and i don't know either of these names like i don't know who these guys are but they're basically like journeymen 
you know? <laughs> so yep. it ended up, the $700,000 was a lot of money in, in 1978. Oh uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but the other two, the hockey price was, uh, was not high. Yeah. He's, he was, he's basically traded for cash, right? I mean, yeah. And, and the league was dying. Yeah. Well, one, one guy was Peter Driscoll was a little bit more than a journeyman, in the WHA. But of course he became a journeyman in the NHL. Um, okay. So, uh, accomplishments wise, uh, he has the most heart trophies of all time with nine. He has the most, uh, Ted Lindsay's or, uh, Lester Pearson, whatever you want to call them with five. Um, he also, uh, finished top five in heart voting another four times. In addition to those nine he has. So that's gotta eight, be eight of which were consecutively. Yes. And that's gotta be the most, I think, oh, yeah. finishing top yeah, five. I, I, think ever. In, I think in any sport. Yeah, probably. Uh, he also has two con Smythes. I would argue that he should have three, but that's something that we can get to later. Um, he also won the Lady Bing four times, and he, in our in our reevaluating the Hart Trophy series, which you can listen to, he made our he won eight uh, MVPs for us, and he won our best player, our, our special like our best player, which means you're you're good, but you're not uh, you're not on a great team award uh he won that uh 11 times which is the most um anybody had because that's preposterous um hockey reference says he was the best player um seven times best player in the league and and that's most ever it's also notable that hockey references best player award favors guys who have more goals and assists usually or equal numbers and gretzky of course even the year that he scored 92 point uh, goals always had more assists than goals. So it's telling you something about how important he was that he still managed to win it seven times. He was also a top five total of 11 times, which is easily the most all time. And he was top 10, 12 times, which is tied the second most. And Gordie Howe was of course first in that regard because Gordie Howe played forever. Um, he was the best offensive player in the league by offensive point share seven times as well, which is the most all time and top five, 13 times, which is the second most of the time behind uh, Gordie Howe and uh, top 10, 14 times, which is, again, second most to Gordie Howe. He also set the record uh, for offensive point shares in a season in 82, and then he broke it again in 84, and then Lemieux broke it in 89. Obviously, he scored the most goals in a season. We all know this. He scored 92, famously. Um, And uh, he led the league uh, five separate times, um, which is something that I think... Certainly, for those of us who saw him play at the end of his career, it's it's harder to imagine because he had you know had way more assists than goals by then. But he was constantly there was one year Yari Curry did it instead of him, um, but usually he was doing it. And he was top ten ten times, so half of his career. He led the league in G, uh, goals per game three times, only three times. A surprise, but I think Curry often had a few more. But Curry w- didn't play every game. And again, he was top 10 in goals per game for a decade, half his career. Uh, he's the only player to score 90 goals, as we know. He's the only player to score 85 goals twice. He's the only player to score 70 goals four times. Four times he scored <laughs> 70 goals. It's crazy. Um, and he's one of only two players ever to do a whole bunch of other things. He's also the only player to score 40 goals 12 times, which is a preposterous number of times. And uh, for the for the scoring fifty goals uh, nine times, he's tied yeah. with only one other player, who is Mike Bossy. Yeah. Um, and Gretzky did uh, his fifty goals nine times consecutively. Yes, which is so ridiculous. Bonker. Yeah. Just mark him down for fifty goals every year for a decade. <laughs> yeah. Um, assist wise, he of course set the single season and assists. You'll be surprised to hear that he did it. He broke the uh, record by seven, and then the next year he broke his own record by 11, and then the next year he broke his own record by five, and so on. Uh, he broke his record every year for many years in a row. Um, uh, and he led the league in assists a total of 16 times, which uh, you'll be surprised to learn is the most ever. <laughs> it's probably the most ever by a lot. I didn't actually look to figure that out. He was top five 17 times. It's, that is the most all-time. He's top 10, 19 times, which is the second most ever, and it's either Howe or um, Bork or Francis, who was, I think, probably Bork. But um, assist per game-wise, he also set the record in assist per game, um, and he 
he broke it by over 0.05 assists per game. And then he four years for four years in a row, he broke his own record. He led the league in assists per game 12 times, which is, of course, the most uh, most ever. Top five 19 times is also the most ever. And then when you get to the top 10 again, he's second most ever. But I think that's behind Bork or, or how I can't remember which, but like, who cares? Um, <laughs> he had 163 assists one time, which is crazy because that's twice as many assists as there were games in the league or in the season. Um, it's insane. He was scoring and, two assists. And uh, I, I think... I think that's more assists than anybody else has had points except for Mario Lemieux. Yes, you were correct about that. That is absolutely correct. Um, yeah, and when he did that, he broke his own record by like 20 or something like that. Um, he is the only player to ever have 130 assists total, but also he did it twice, which is okay. Yeah. And the same thing with 120 assists. He did it six times. He's the only player to do it ever, but he did it six times. And it, it keeps going like this. 110 assists. He's the only player to ever do that. He did it eight times somehow. He's the only player um, to have... Uh... Oh, sorry, sorry. Lemieux had 110 assists once. My apologies. He had it once. Gretzky had it eight times. Lemieux had 100 assists, 110 assists once. And, uh, and so... And, uh, or I believe had 100 assists once. Gretzky had it 11 times. Wow. Um, he had like, he somehow had 90 assists 13 times. He's of course the only player ever. 80 assists 14 times, only player ever. 70 assists 16 times, only player ever. And twice, both, all those things are twice as many as the next guy, usually the Mew on the list. Yeah. Uh, 60 assists 17 times, he's the only player ever. Um, and 50 assists 18 times, 40 assists uh, every year he was in the league, which is tied with Ron Francis. Points-wise, he obviously, as Bill mentioned, he scored 215 points in 80 games in 1986. That broke his own record of uh, 208 points, which broke his previous record of 205, or sorry, sorry, that broke 212 points, but he also scored 205 and 208 points in between. My apologies. Um... It's uh, that two that 212, uh, he had scored 164 the previous year. So he just absolutely broke his own record by a preposterous amount. Um, he led the league in points for 11 seasons. He played 19 seasons, which is just it's nuts. Yeah, and if, if Mario doesn't come in, he probably does it, you know. Yeah. But let's say at least three or four more times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, for sure. One, one at the very minimum. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he was top five in points 16 times, so all but three seasons of his entire career, which is insane. Um, and that's second most all time because Gordie Howe played for forever. <laughs> um, he, of course, set the single season record for play, uh, points per game. Um, he It was over 60 years old when he broke it because it was from the 20s. And uh, and then he went and did it again a couple times, because why not? Um, and uh, he, you know, obviously it's never been broken since, because he did it in an 80-season game, and Newsy Lalone's point-per-game record, or Joe Malone, one or the other, I can't remember which, you know, they played in like 20 games, and Gretzky did it in 80, so of course this has lasted longer. He led the league in points-per-game the same amount as points uh, 11 times, so that's over half his career. You know, he was most of his career. He was in the top ten in points per game, which is just ridiculous. He's the only player to score 200 points. We know that he did it somehow four times, um, and it's like all the way down. You know, basically he either whatever it is, whatever cutoff you put it at, he's the only player to ever do it, or he he did it twice as many times as Lemieux basically. Yeah. For until you get down to like 70 points or 60 points. And then that's like Gordie Howe did it just as frequently. Um, he also led the league plus minus five times, which is the second most all time uh, behind, I think, Bork, but I'm not sure. Um, but it's still double the third place person. And uh, he was top 10 nine times, which is tied with Bork for the most ever. He has a uh, first-team All-Star eight times, which is the most ever by a center. Gordie Howe and Bork have more than him, but, I mean, you could argue that it's a 
well, first of all, there's two spots for de- defense, which gives Bork an edge there. And second, um, you could argue that, especially by Gretzky's time, center was a more, uh, there was more uh, fighting over, you know, there was a lot of talent at that position. So the fact that he only did it eight times is hardly a, it's hardly an indictment. He also um, was in 18 all-star games, which is only the third most all-time because, you know, Howe and Bork were in more. Um, the versus X peak adjustment, which is the, the thing that uh, the hockey history board on Hockey Future uh, does to, like, compare uh, the best stretch of a career across time. It puts Gretzky as six all-time in goals, first all-time in assists and points, which is no surprise. And that's for the the uh, the best seven seasons. And if you change it to best ten, it's exactly the same. He is, um, you know, at least in terms of assists and points by any standard, he's the best player, the best offensive player ever, goals-wise. It's you know, it's just it's the second half of his career that hurts him. As Bill said earlier, if he retired um, in the early '90s, he would probably be first. He managed to do things in the WHA in his age 18 season two. He won whatever the Lou Kaplan is. I don't remember. I think maybe rookie of the year. I'm going to remind myself. I should have wrote what the WHA can. Yeah, it's the rookie of the year. And, uh, you know, he was top five in everything. And he made a second team all-star and he was 18 playing against men. Lastly, (laughs) we have... have, uh, his various uh, uh, playoff accomplishments, which are ridiculous. And I don't know why, but I forgot to note that in this, that he, in addition to uh, leading the playoffs and assists and points and all this other stuff he did, he also broke and set records in these things. I don't know why I didn't write that down. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> basically he was, he won the Consmith in 85 and 88 and in doing so he led the playoffs in assists and points. And in, uh, 85, he had 47 points, which is a record that has never been remotely close to like, no one's come close to it. I think a couple uh, of people have gotten into the thirties, but definitely yes, people have gone the thirties, uh, Sackick, Malkin, um, uh, Lemieux, obviously, Gilmore even was in the 30s, but I don't think anyone has come close to 47. I can no, I, don't think so I can try to look it up while we're talking, uh, but um, it's a uh, it's just yeah I'll just try to pull it up while we're talking. Um, so then um, he also led the playoffs in in 93 when they lost to the Habs. He led the playoffs in goals, assists, and points. Um, and then in 84, he led the playoffs in assists and points on one champion. But he did not get the Conn Smythe because Messier. Messier is the greatest leader of all time or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to see what the... Let me see if I can see. It's progressive I want. That's what I want. Progressive playoff points because it will stop at the... Um, Oh, what did I click on? Oh, I clicked on assist. Oops. Clicked on the wrong thing. I'm going to find it eventually. There <laughs> we go. Let's see who has the most ever. Yeah, it's 47 is the most ever, which is not a surprise. I, I can't imagine anyone ever having more. Um, and it's the most. No one has had. So he had 47 and 85. And then um, he had 40. Oh, Mary Lemieux had 44 and 91. Ooh. <laughs> so that's the closest anyone's come to it. Which is pretty impressive. It's very impressive, yeah. And then also uh, Gretzky was, of course, the best player on the 83 Oilers who failed to beat the Islanders. He led the playoffs in assistant points that year as well. Um, and uh, he arguably in 87 didn't have even though they won he didn't have the best uh year that year he led the playoffs in assistant points but i believe that was the year that um if you're i think it was sure had like a great playoff if i'm not mistaken do you remember i mean we were we were six <laughs> i do <laughs> so, not remember <laughs> i was five actually uh it was uh 
let's see, playoffs. Yeah, Grant Fuhrer had a had a for the '80s a very very good playoff, and I believe might have won the Consmite that year. I don't remember. And then uh, he also uh, Gretzky also made the uh, conference finals in uh, with the Rangers in '97, where he was the best skater at least on that team. But that's not all. Uh, he almost won an Avco Cup. He 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 fin uh, the Oilers uh, finished second. They lost in the finals. The Avco Cup is the WHA Stanley Cup. Um, he also was the MVP of the Canada Cup team that won in '88, and he was the best player on the Canada Cup team that lost. In, or sorry, won in '84, but he wasn't given. Uh, um, he might have been best skater. He wasn't given the MVP award. I don't remember if it's because there wasn't an MVP award or if some goalie stood on his head. I was I was two and a half. So <laughs> um, he was sorry, and he was the best player on the '81 team that that didn't win. And then he was the best skater um, by points on the team that won in '91 and the team that lost in '96. So I mean, there's a lot of there's three champions and two runners up that he was the central part, the central forward, if not skater of, um, also he won a world championship. Oh, sorry. He didn't win it. I'm sorry. He, he, they finished second in 82, but he was the best player on it. And then he won a bronze medal at the world juniors in 78 when he was also the best player because he's Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's insane. It's yeah. just as as Bill noted, he has 1,900 assists, which is more points than basically anybody else has. Um, it's it's my I I didn't watch Bobby Orr play. Obviously, I wasn't alive, and my predisposition to thinking Bobby Orr is the best player ever comes from. I would say probably a bias towards thinking that defense is generally a harder position to play and that Bobby Orr transformed that position forever to, for both good or ill. Uh, but obviously I can't definitively say he was better, but like I am, when I was younger, I was partial to the Lemieux could have been better argument um, without health problems because I, I watched Lemieux play. Yeah, old yeah, but still, it's it, like, like much stati- more. statistically, statistically, I don't think anybody could ever catch Gretzky, even Lemieux, yeah. because the, the era started to change, and that's one of the reasons, like he he retired the first time. I mean, obviously, having had cancer and his constant back problems was uh, was a big deal uh, in terms of his first retirement. Uh, anyway, but um, you know, he was just sort of that's what the clutching grab had started. And it was, you know, it limited his points, but also he was just like dragging three guys on his back through the offensive zone half the time. And, yeah. you know, they didn't call it as much anymore. And especially guys like, um, you know, Lindros and Lemieux were like, everybody sort of thinks of Lemieux as a finesse player. And he was, he was not a tough guy, but he was huge. He's like six foot four, six foot five. Like he's a big, big man. Yeah. Um, and so like, he just, they'd be like fight through it, you know? And it's like, well, that's not really kind of hockey the way I grew up playing it, you know, like they kind of changed the game on him a little bit. Um, fully healthy Lemieux who started at the same time as Gretzky. Maybe they like, I think he'd at least be really close. Um, but you know, Gretzky just put up some bonkers numbers and it was, it wasn't just like, like Lemieux had that 199 point season, um, you know, and I think he missed a game too, so he probably would have scored 200. But it's like Gretzky did that every year, every year. It's um, it's and it's not just that because if we actually go to like, um, you know, if we go to like when Lemieux was was in his was young, yeah. and was was uh, you know, was playing in a wide open era, he was scoring. I mean, he had one year or two years, sorry, where he put up 2.6 points per game. Gretzky put up 2.7 once and also put up 2.6 a few times. Uh, but he did it more than Lemieux, and he did it – he put up more than two points a game, I don't know, like eight times. Lemieux did it like oh, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like – or sorry, sorry. It's a little bit more than that. Lemieux did it more like five or six, and Gretzky did like ten. 
or 12. <laughs> the point the point is that, yes, their careers didn't quite overlap, and Lemieux had more t- less time in the high-scoring era and more time in the uh, dead puck era. But, like, I don't know if I believe if you move Lemieux's career six years earlier or something that he yeah. really would have actually – he might have. I, I well, can't he, he, he would have it. had to be on a good team as well, right? Gretzky was he would have had to be on a good team. Yeah. And – it, I mean, it's something we'll never know the answer to. I just, I know that at least at the rate he scored at, he wouldn't have ever passed Gretzky if he had been no. healthy. No, I mean, I so. and, and it's, yes, some of that is contextual for sure. Um, I just, I'm not sure. I believe that like, it strikes me as like a silly, uh, <laughs> silly discussion anyway, but like, it's like, it just, it's, it's one of those things counterfactuals that is impossible to prove and Mm -hmm. it strikes me as like just needlessly trying to like undercut the ridiculous career that Gretzky had they were two different players they were both very 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 good but the guy who has like at some point someone I read somewhere years ago that he had like 60 different records Gretzky oh it's bonkers it's uh there's a there's a there's a really great article uh, by Bleacher Report I want to make sure I give them give them credit from years ago just uh because I did not uh, do all this research myself. <laughs> I just read a few articles to, you know, I, I guess I could have had all that time on my hands. But, um, yeah, you know, they were comparing Gretzky to Messier, Messier having the second most points um, in NHL history. So Gretzky had 44% more points than Messier. So he's 44% ahead of the nearest competitor. Yeah. Um, he said it would basically, so he compares it to other sports because the case he's trying to make in this article um, I should probably mention the author's name. <laughs> Let me scroll back up and then scroll back down. Uh, Ken, Cla- Ken Clavon, and he wrote it in 2014. Um, so uh, basically he's saying, like, if you don't think Gretzky was not only the greatest hockey player, but the greatest athlete when you compare him to his peers, you know, here's sort of like, you know, he's 44% ahead of Messier. That would be like another baseball player hitting 335 more home runs than Barry Bonds. Yeah. Um, who is not that's... the all-time home run king? So let's just say Hank Aaron, um, uh, or another another basketball player scoring uh, sixteen thousand eight hundred sixty-eight more points than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is insane. Another quarterback passing for thirty-one thousand more yards than I guess Brett Favre at the time, but it would be Manning or Drew Brees now probably. Um, <laughs> uh, and he said that over Gretzky's uh, career, he averaged 1.92 points per game. Crosby's the best player, and this was written back in 2014, so right when Crosby was at his peak, and he was 1.41. So, I mean, like, he's still just so huge above everybody else. Um, and, you know, only Lemieux, when he was really, um, you know, Lemieux played 500 fewer games, he's close in points per game, relatively yeah. speaking. Um, yeah, I think it's 1.92 to 1.88, so... He's the only guy I think you can actually even mention in the same breath as Gretzky. Um, but it's worth pointing out that they both got – now, obviously, Lemieux had more health challenges, but they both had health problems later in their mm-hmm. careers. They did, And yeah. they also both had to play in the dead puck era. Now, Lemieux had to play more in the dead puck era, but they both did. Yeah. They both saw their points per game dip because of that. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just – it is – it is overwhelming. Like if you ever want to really, if you're, if you're a Gretzky doubter, like you think Gretzky is the second best center of all time or something silly like yeah. that, go look at his hockey reference page and look at all the, the dark blue ink, the dark blue ink or, and the black ink, the black ink yep. is league leader. Dark blue is uh, awards. And it's just an avalanche compared to any other player, except for Gordie Howe in terms of the black ink. Oh yeah, and, it's it, it's the the early part of his career was so ridiculous, and a lot of people will say, well, yeah, like look at the goalies who just had to stand there and make a little kick save. That's a, an argument I see all the time on Twitter. I'm like, then how come everybody else wasn't scoring 200 points? He still outscored the league by like 70 points some years. Yeah, like, who absolutely he was did. So much better than everybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even like it's sometimes the second leading scorer in the league would be his teammate, and he would have outscored him by 60 or 70 points, and yeah. you're just like. But well, how? How is that possible? And some of that is two assists, right? Um, yep. In a sport, if there was one assist, that would be different. But like, 
that's stupid um, because there are plenty of plays that you can look at in hockey where somebody could have easily deserved a, a third assist, right? If, if yeah. you were doing it qualitatively rather than having a flat thing. Well, um, I, I think for me, the, the, the Gretzky stuff that makes him so extraordinary is he has like that short period of brilliance, like a decade of brilliance where it's just the guy's unbelievable. Then he gets hurt. But his numbers after he gets hurt, like just his numbers from the 90s, he's still a lock Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like it's, like it's no question that he's a Hall of Famer even after he has that injury, even after he supposedly slows down. He's yeah. still that good. Never yeah. mind the first part of his career when he just obliterated the record book. Uh, he's, he scored 1,000 points in 424 games. Yeah. He started his career. He scored 500 goals in his first 575 games. He, and uh, the, the only player to come close for that they were they released a little thing a little while ago on uh, I think it was TSN probably bar down, and it was you know how fast because uh, Ovechkin hit 600 goals last year, yeah. uh, it was or two two years ago three years ago <laughs> I don't know how, is it isn't he at like time time has lost all meaning yeah yeah it's, we're 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 in a pandemic we have no idea what's going on I don't know what yeah. date it is um, but it was like fastest to 600 goals and it was. Gretzky in like 718 games and Lemieux in 719. So they're like right there in terms of how they started their career as goal scorers. Um, and then I think Hull's like a hundred and something games behind that. And Ovechkin's about 200 behind that. Um, and these are like, you know, top tier, top five of all time goal scorers. But when you look at Gretzky did that, you know, and Lemieux's the only one who's close to him, but then Gretzky has a mountain of assists more than anybody else piled yeah. on top of that. Like it's yeah. just, it's if all he, if all he was, was that goal scorer, he's he be in like, the hall of fame. you know, he's obviously in the hall of fame. Even if he never had an assist, he would be an instant hall of famer because of what a prolific goal scorer he was during the first decade of his career. The other thing I want to mention is he, um, he had one season in his entire season where he scored under a point per game that was in the height of the dead puck era when he had a paltry 0.9 points per game, and he was 38 years old. My God. Every other season, he had at least one point per game. The only other year he only had one point per game was the lockout shortened season in 94-95, um, where he was terrible and only had 48 points in 48 games. Uh, <laughs> but, like, the rest of it, like, there's like he's got under 0.5 uh, points per game or 1.5 points per game. I think it's seven seasons out of 19. And they're all in the nineties except, Oh, sorry. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I lumped it. I'm sorry. I lumped in a WHA season in there. So it's one less than that. Still out of 19. And they're like all in the nineties. Um, the late nineties, I should point out mid to late nineties. And it's just like some years he was hurt. Right. And he was still doing it. And it's yeah. just, it's, there's just nobody like him in any way. Um, and it's not even, it's not even really close, you know, like, I mean, and that's not to like badmouth Lemieux, but it's just not, Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's not close. In the world, Lemieux doesn't get hurt and Lemieux starts a little bit earlier. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe he comes close, but it's like... We're, you know, we're talking like in terms of like just statistics, it's not like nobody, yeah. Lemieux is the only one who can even hold a candle to him. And it's like, wow, Le, like, look what Lemieux could do when he was healthy. He was almost yeah. grassy. <laughs> like that's how, and you know, Lemieux is, you know, I, I, I think in terms of having seen some pretty much somebody's entire career, probably the best player I've ever seen, um, yeah. you know, no, but it's just, you know, Gretzky. Basically, except for that one back injury, though, although I do believe that slowed him down quite a bit and sort of plagued him through the rest of his career. But maybe that just sort of even the playing field, because Lemieux always had back problems too, to bring them both back down to the, you know, the level where they could actually be stopped on occasion. Um, yeah. But the, the Gretzky stuff, so like it's it's every, you know, fastest to everything, you know, uh, yep. 50 goals in 39 games, fastest to 500. Like, it's just, it's everything. It's every statistic, you know, and it, some people might argue, oh, yeah, I couldn't play defense, didn't back check. I'm like, nobody back checked back then. Like, <laughs> well, you know? and then the other counter to that is, of course, that if you have the puck all the time, exactly. who cares? Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, there's, it, and, 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 you know, some people, like, everybody scored in the 80s. Of course, Gretzky's numbers are super inflated. 
this is the stat I was looking for before. He won the scoring title by more than 70 points six times. It's just ridiculous. Like, it's just like you're just lapping the field. It's not even fair. Yeah. yeah, Literally, he's lapping. Yeah. And you're absolutely right about that. And it's just, it's preposterous. The closest to that level of dominance was Mario Lemieux. He won it by 31 points in 88-89. So only he and Gretzky yeah. have ever won it by more than 30 points, and Gretzky won it by more than 70.6 times. Yeah. Like, he's just yeah. so far ahead of everybody. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's it's preposterous. And I think it is, it's at least from an offensive perspective, I think there isn't, as you were sort of alluding to with the uh, the comparisons to other sports, I'm not sure there's another instance in a major professional sport in North America of someone who was that much better than his peers. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, like, I don't want to get into like silly arguments about stuff, but like, I just don't, you know, whatever you want to talk about it, whether it's Jordan or LeBron or, uh, Barry Bonds or, um, Babe Ruth. Like, I just don't know that there's evidence <laughs> to suggest that any of them were that much more dominant than Gretzky was Yeah. Uh, offensively specifically, obviously. Cause like, um, it's a different, they're different sports and anyway, but it's just it is it's just absolutely mind blowingly crazy what he did. Yeah, I was. So it's, it's I, I would say it's comparable to like what Babe Ruth was doing at the time, where you know everybody else would hit like twenty home runs and that was a great year, and he's blasting fifty like almost yeah. every year. Like what or what is like? How are you this good at this that nobody else can do it the way that you do? Like this is nuts. You yeah. know. So it's it, it, it's the same thing with Gretzky. Like just and. It, you know, it's like if if it was so easy to score, how come everybody didn't have these inflated stats? It was only one guy. And yeah. there's that there's a great quote I heard the other day. I can't remember who it was who was talking about it. It was on, on the radio. I can't remember if it was Gord Miller. I can't remember if it was an old defenseman talking to Chris Nyland or something like that on Montreal radio. But they said uh, their coach told them, because uh, they're talking about a, a play one of the Montreal defensemen made in the game or something like that. And they're saying, like, I ah, made a mistake. Like, everybody knows that. The coach used to tell us all the time. He says, Guys behind the net, leave him there. He's not dangerous there, except for Gretzky. Go get him. <laughs> if he's behind the net, you're in trouble. But everybody else, just leave him there. Don't go after him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, I think I don't know. He, he, he had he had his own like spot on the ice named after him. You called behind the net Gretzky's office. Yeah, he, yeah. he was the only guy who figured out that hey, I'm skinny and I don't like getting hit. If I put the net between me and them. I can always get a pass off. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, oh great, he found it. He found a way to not get hit and create more room for himself. This is exactly what we need. But he's the only guy. I, I don't think he was the first guy to do it because I think Gretzky himself said that he noticed somebody else, maybe in European hockey or uh, international hockey, um, maybe somebody in the WHA who used to do it to pretty good effect. And then he's like, oh, I think I could do that too. But then obviously. Gretzky did and just it was ridiculous like you'd see him get behind the net and everybody go oh shit here we go <laughs> like, like yeah. everybody else would just try to get open because he'd hit you and you'd score it was just those poor goalies who normally goalies didn't have to spend their life trying to look over their shoulder behind the net to check out what the guy behind the net was doing so much uh that kind of became a thing during Gretzky's era where goalies had to get good at being able to sort of be in your net and also looking over your shoulder to try to see where it was going to come out because you couldn't predict and uh yeah. Man, he, he changed the game in a lot of ways, for sure. I uh, I realize we didn't really talk about Gordie Howe and all this, but we will talk about him when he's inducted, I guess, when we get yes, to that. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, it's also the, it, the one of the problems with – there's so many problems with that debate, um, yes. one of which is, like, the very salient fact that Gordie Howe played in a league with six teams for most yes. of his career, and Gretzky didn't. And that's that goes both ways, right? Like it goes both ways in the sense that like uh, there were way fewer teams, um, the talent was either more concentrated or or, or thinner, yeah. depending on your particular outlook to this and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. For me, I have no problem saying Gretzky was the best forward ever. I don't know. I really just I I have no idea how I will ever um, resolve. <laughs> my particular feelings about or um because of course i didn't really watch either of these guys i saw gretzky at the very end of his career and uh and i i was not i wouldn't consider myself a really really i was a leafs fan 
most yeah. most of the tail end of Gretzky's career. I wasn't really a hockey fan. Yeah. Um, and it's different with Lemieux because I was I had become a real hockey fan by the time Lemieux retired. Um, yeah. So I was watching, but like, where's Aura? I never even saw. Like, all I seen was highlights, um, and all I know are the stats. But I don't know. I mean, for me, it's I have no problem saying Gretzky is the best forward of all time. Yeah, it's, uh, I I think I I think I've got a bit of a soft spot for Lemieux, having lived in his old neighborhood, and also just knowing that he, you know, he had the talent, and you know, was held back by injuries, by cancer, by playing in the dead puck era. Like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that went against him, maybe putting up numbers that were in the. I still don't think he would have beaten Gretzky's numbers, but I think, you know, without any of the because even before like he, you know, he got. Um, not Hodgkin's lymphoma. He he had back problems so bad that he couldn't even tie his own skates. Like, yeah, and he would still go out and like then score two goals or whatever. Like he was without those problems. Who knows what he could have done? But I think if you're just looking at what actually did happen, Gretzky's like untouchable. It's like ridiculous. And yeah. I think only only Lemieux and Orr I think can touch him in terms of like the when this guy was at his best, he was in the same breath as this guy. Like you could actually make an argument, but Gretzky did it for so long. And just uh, another great stat here. If you only counted Gretzky's seasons after turning 30, he'd still be fourth all time in points per game. <laughs> and that's when he was not as good. That's the not yeah. as good version of Gretzky. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And he, and the people he'd be behind, Lemieux or Mike Boston. So I mean, come on. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it, what, what else are we going to say? It's Wayne Gretzky, right? And he, everything he did in his career and he was, you know, like, you know, basically, uh, you know, a, such a great ambassador for the game, grew the game in the States, um, you know, uh, handled like everything with class, um, you know, like basically the perfect gentleman. Um, well, I do have one thing to complain about with him and it's, yeah. it's, it's, I'm not sticking to sports. He he he's lived in the states for I don't know how long now, yes. what thirty thirty years, mm-hmm. and now this was a while ago. But the, a couple elections ago, he weighed in on oh, a boy. Canadian election while he was living in California. And yeah. if I have one pet peeve <laughs> about <laughs> celebrities in general weighing in on politics, but particularly celebrities who are expats, <laughs> it's it's that he. I and and they just like it's really it's not his fault it's the media's fault the media the, yeah, the fact agree. that the yeah, media like, like rep- reported it as if this mattered yes. but like he endorsed a candidate for office I can guarantee you he knew absolutely nothing about it except for the fact that he wanted to pay less taxes oh yeah if he well, if he even pays Canadian taxes I mean I assume he does because I assume he lives here part of the year and he's not eligible to be a non-resident but like anyway I just like. It's the same thing that happened with Bobby Orr this year. They ask him about yeah. who are you endorsing? It's like, why, like, why are you asking these guys this? Nobody gives a shit. No, like, that was worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's clearly worse because of who he ended up endorsing, yeah, yeah, but yeah. same sort of thing, right? Like probably yeah. whoever's offering him the lowest taxes is a, yeah. he's a rich guy, and, you know? And it's just, anyway, I just, I, I generally had have had no, like I, I've always like had nothing positive thoughts about him until that happened and then i was like fuck you Wayne. <laughs> like, get your if you're not riley, gonna live here riley you're gonna have to overlook that because he he was the, he was the guy for salt lake and he finally won that gold medal <laughs> that's true that's true yeah, yeah. don't forget that happened that. before this other good. thing so he was he was not a very good nhl coach but as the architect of that team canada that finally won the gold uh, he was pretty awesome at that yeah 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 then he did a terrible job in 2006 but that's another story Oh well, that's that that whole team was over the hill. That was just a disaster. Yeah, and I think he was he was coaching, right? So he wasn't even looking at. Oh, he, was he was he actually? I, I was living in Japan at the time. I didn't really I'm, pay attention to I'm that one. I'm pretty sure he was coaching, and so he basically just picked the guys who had been like good on the 2004 World Cup, and and it was just like, okay, I know these guys. They yeah. want us World Cup. Here, play play now. And like, wait a minute, they're all. They're all, they're all slower, yeah. and it's on international ice. That's not. Gonna yeah, they're a year and a half older. It's yeah, it's it's in Italy. It's not in Canada, and also like, like wasn't that was I think that was the one where they like put Crosby on the taxi squad because he was too they, young. And you're just yeah, like, he did. They, they didn't bring him, and then uh, I think Ovechkin ended up scoring the only goal when we lost to Russia, which yeah. 
happened at I don't know what time when I was in uh, when I was in Japan. I can't remember what time it happened, but you finished uh, sixth or seventh overall. Anyway, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's the one I didn't watch. Thank goodness. Um, Neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it has nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with his playing. incredible legacy, yeah. Um, Bill was hoping that this would take us exactly 99 minutes. It did not. I'm sorry. It did not. Sorry. I don't have another, I don't have uh, another, like, 39 minutes worth of things yeah, to say. Yeah, we'd just be, we're, we're, we're only going to start to say not nice things about him, and I think we want to keep it awesome. Cause, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry I started us down that. that see, there ter- you go. Politics again. That's yeah. what happens when you have a podcast with a political science major, folks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, that's that's it for this episode. Uh, next episode, we are going to talk about the 98 class, which is uh, two Nordiques and a Conacher. So that should be interesting. And uh, we will uh, see you then. So uh, please tune in for that.